you hear that? <laughs> I did not actually. Sound of relaxation. And we're starting the podcast off with that high energy that we they're known and love us for. Calming energy. Ooh, do you feel calm this week? Is Start it... out calm, you know. By the way, can I just say this first of all? Welcome to the Eric Slang Show. So happy to be here with you. Can I um? Can I say something very special that uh, this is the Keep first the episode? Cold. Yeah. Presented by very Lab. Exciting. Lab putters. Lab, motherfucking putters. It, it, they really missed the. They don't. They don't. The motherfucker isn't. Isn't <laughs> on the website. Yeah, it's lie angled. But you, when you make a putt from sixty feet, you know that it's there. It's kind of always, always waiting at the bottom of the cup. Yeah. Um, I hear someone told me, and by someone I mean our partnerships department told me that uh, you might be trying out a new model pretty soon. Yeah. Um. You know, love, uh, love variety is the spice of putting. You know, and uh, I mean, my favorite thing with the lab putter. It's been interesting because um, you know when I when I carry it around the world, people typically say, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> yep, I've heard that. And then. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, dude, try it. Don't, what is it? Don't knock it till you try it. Don't knock it till you try it. Uh, don't knock it till you putt it. Um, uh, what else? I've heard some other things. Oh, I'll hear people go, do you actually like it? Yeah. And it's a funny one. That's funny because you. would be really sad if I did You it. love it. It'd be so sad if I was like, I got to be honest with you. Can I ask you an honest question? This motherfucking butter. Uh, is part of the reason why you like it because it looks pretty weird? Um, no. It's just because it works well for you. Yeah. I mean, like I, well, Landon was using it and I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And then he was like, try it. And I tried it and it's like, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, like imagine if, uh, in order to, you know, smoke weed, you had to like, um, you know, like, uh, I don't know, wear like a clear skin suit. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Like it'd be embarrassing. But then if you were like, oh, this actually feels pretty good. You would keep doing it. I would consider. I would consider, like you know. And after yeah. some time, you'd you'd also see the other benefits. You'd be you'd be warmer in the yeah. second scent skin. You'd and there, yeah, I don't know what the other benefits are with the lab putter. It's it's pretty much is in the bag or it's in the hole. Boom, that's a good title. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, but I love it, and um, you know, you should check out Lab if you haven't seen it yet. It's it's really cool because it's like it gets into the science of putting, and they basically break down the paradigm that all putters have been under for the last. I think it's been 6,000 years. All putters have either been face, heel, or toe balanced. An old Sam Hahn at lab was like, I'm going to paint my fingernails black and I'm going to change the world of putting by bringing up an idea called lie angle balanced putting. Check it out. Link in the description. Yeah, go to, go to labgolf.com and oh. specifically um, try out the remote fitting. The remote fitting is actually pretty chill. It takes like two minutes. You can get a quote on what your putter would be. I think they range from 300 to, you know, but also, um, even if you're not looking, like if you just want to get fit, uh, they told me that it's useful in general. Like it could oh, cool. work for other putters as you well. Game the system over there at Lab. Exactly. And a real person responds to your email. So again, labgolf.com or labgolf.com slash remote fitting. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, get it, get it in your dish, so to speak. And like all of our partners, they're cool and good people. They're nice people. And they're a challenger brand in golf. You know what I mean? Like they are attacking a large market that's filled with endemics that spend a tremendous amount of money on marketing and they basically spend as little as money as possible on the product itself so what's cool about lab is sure it's an expensive putter if you're in the market for a putter consider 
yeah. much, much consider. Yeah, you're going to hear more more from them, about them um, in the weeks to come. They're our new presenting sponsor. But I would just say that more giveaways, um, fun things of the like. And, uh, and yeah, get excited. Thank you, Lab, for coming on board the Eric Anders Lang Show. Thanks, Lab. And, and you're welcome for the long, extended Oof. break. But, I mean, it's a product we like. Anyway, moving on. So, yeah, we got a great show today. Let's get back into that relaxed flow. Okay, yeah, I'm leaning back. Okay, so it's, it's going to be a good show. We've got an uh, old friend on the show, Maddie. Yeah, this one happened very organically. Um, we saw him at the Masters. It's all organic, baby. Mm-hmm. So this has been a long time coming. And then you caught up with him in L.A. Well, at the Masters. Well, first we saw him. We, we first first we saw him at the Masters because he was just he was in his hokas, his watertight hokas. He was just uh, snapping pics of Rory on twelve. Yeah, and I think you saw him, and you're like, oh, oh, we got to get down there. Yeah, we hung out for like twenty minutes on twelve. That was cool. I hadn't seen him in years, and he was at one of the earliest random golf club meetups. And uh, yeah, we would just hang out at the old Malvin store down there on Fairfax, which has been replaced by a store on Melrose Place. But anyway. Love that. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, Maddie just has an interesting story, you know, and that was kind of like something that I wanted to hear for the first time uh, on the podcast and really talk about like, he kind of leans into this vibe of like, you know, your dreams do come true and it's up to you. Yes. And uh, I won't spoil anything, but backup dancer for one of the most successful musicians of all time. Elvis Presley. (laughs) It's crazy. The ghost of Elvis Presley. <laughs> He's also a hologram and a very talented golf photographer. Yeah. And obviously a, a talented dancer. So we get into all of that. And, I mean, like, if you watch the video, he knows how to put a fit on. Oh, yeah. Kind of a fit lord. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. I like when you say fit lord. <laughs> <laughs> what are you a lord of? Um, you know, I would, I'd like to say esoteric movie takes. Yeah. Good vibes. You're kind of a language lord. Ooh, I wish I was a... If I could have any superpower in the world, it'd be to speak any Holy language. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard of this one? Um, yeah, that's my superpower, by the way. Like it, you, it used to be mine until I became up... Until I came up with the other one. What's the other one? Omniscience. Omniscience, yeah. <laughs> I don't... Uh, curse and a blessing. I don't, know if, I don't know if I'd want that. I saw one the other day. Um, every time you consume a full bottle of ketchup, you gain um, a quarter of an inch to your vertical leap, and it stacks. That's not true. Yes, it's not true, but that would be a <laughs> that would be a superpower. But why would? But if but you don't need to eat ketchup if it's a superpower. You could just do it. No, I'm saying like the superpower is at every time you consume the ketchup bottle, yeah. you get another eighth of an inch. Compounding. Compounding. So if you consume like twenty, you but said you a quarter could, of an inch before. Now it's an eighth. Yeah. Well, you negotiated down. You know, you you yeah. you didn't want the superpower, so it changed. I, mean, I would take the that. thing is that's a lot of ketchup to consume. That's eight bottles of ketchup or like seven, six bottles of ketchup. Yeah, but you don't have to do it at once. You know, it could just it could gradually happen. Next thing you know, you're kind of really getting up. It would really change the marketing strategy for Heinz. It'd be like fifty-seven inches. No, okay, <laughs> moving on. Anyway, yeah, enjoy the show with Maddie. Uh, great old friend. A lot of stories to talk about, and um, yeah, just a funny, interesting, inquisitive guy that loves dancing as we all do when we, when we take off the mask, you know? Yes. That's, this is very true. Um, how would you do on the mask singer? Huh? Do you know that program? No, it's uh, it's, it's one of those voice competition programs where famous people go on and they dress in weird costumes and they perform and people guess who's under them. Like no one knows, but it could be like, uh, 
could be Usher or it could be Kim Jong-un or it could be anyone. You know what I mean? Kim Jong-un took part? I'm not sure. I don't think so. But fascinating. That'd be, it'd be interesting to see what they would choose. And they, it'd be so like an extradition. Martha Stewart went on. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and What did she dress up like? Uh, she dressed like a monster or something. They're like very sil- silly costumes. What, what would you sing if you were on the program? What song? Yeah. Kind of a go-to karaoke question, I guess. Yeah, I guess like, you know, Rocket Man's good. Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. That always gets the crowd riled up. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'd think uh, Living in the USA. Yes, Living in the USA. I'm on the plane to LAX with my dream and my it's car. Party in the USA, yeah. A little Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the words anymore, but... Yeah, We're all good. in live music these days. It's a good you're, breakfast song. You're going to a Blink-182 concert tonight? Tonight. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Have you listened to their music recently? No. They've got a really funny song. Have you, know? you listened to the music recently? Yeah. Um... I called her mom from a payphone. I said I, I told her that her husband's in jail. Yeah, maybe not that one. On me. <laughs> and that's about that time that bitch hung up you know, on, on me. Honestly, it's just great to see you. It's just you too, man. It's, it's good to see. You. What do you, you have? New shoes on? Those look nice. Are those old? I've had these for a minute. Oh, you've had those? Yeah, they're a nice color. Adidas, uh, Terex. The the fit. I'm not allowed to say fit lord or fit in general, but. The fit you have on right now, I'm excited to see it on shelves. Dude, people are going to love this shirt. Yeah. Some real behind-the-scenes shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I will just like as a note there on the RGC front, you know, like if you're, you know, present in the world of RGC, you may have noticed we've been putting up some job posts, changing some things around. Maybe on the BTS, I throw up a couple new shirts. We've got really exciting like uh time for us you know we've we've brought in a lot of new people to kind of talk about like the products we make in terms of whatever whether it's apparel or membership or events and so really this august is kind of going to be the beginning of a new era like rgc 2.0 almost where we have like a ton of new um events that are going to be rolling out we've talked a little bit about the mad scramble tour on this show but you know we're going to be doing maybe even like a hundred events next year, you know, in your town, hanging out like with a tour bus, like just a complete vibe. And then afterwards we're going to leave behind like a golf course that you can play at as a random golf club member. We're going to be launching a digital product where you can connect with other people online to play golf together locally or abroad. Um, And we got a bunch of like awesome new products coming out in terms of like apparel and like cool shirts, jackets. And I'm just like super excited on like how, um, you know, like new people into the squad are visualizing what Random Golf Club can be in the world. So, yeah, like just buckle your seatbelts. We're yeah. taking off. And products that, that tell a story and, uh, yeah. and things that you'll you'll really connect with. Even we did that Jiffy jacket last year that was tan with the mm-hmm. Random GC on it. We've got one now that's got like a huge chain stitch embroidery on the back end of it. And it's like, yeah, dude, just leaning into like interesting golf products that you can wear in the wild. And yeah, anyway, I'm just like, I'm just like super pleased for that stuff to finally come out. We've got like 12 polos coming out this summer. So uh, if you're waiting on polos, we got that coming out. I think August is when they're going to start dropping. So, you know, just around the corner, like a month now. It's going to happen before we know it. Um, the new shirt's awesome. I mean, you'll know it, but yeah, hopefully we know it. I like, I wore it out last weekend. Which one? The stinger that, that came out. So I, I, it was the kind of thing where you don't normally expect that you could like go to a bar or go somewhere in it, but yeah. it's just the w- fact it weighs a little bit more, a little thicker. It's just nice. 
It's not something I would ever normally notice, like yeah. a clothing difference. You're getting into fashion. I mean, you're you're kind of like a uh, Fit Lord Junior. Oh, okay, Fit Lord going on to Maddie. Matt, here's the program. <laughs> Welcome, Matt, to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, spending some time with us. And uh, everyone, enjoy the conversation. And thanks for listening, as always. How long have we known each other? What is it going on? Seven, eight years? It's got to be at least, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's been... At the minimum, it's... Because the first time we met was Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Yeah. Oh wait, with the with the nine people. Yeah. No, you came to that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. That was like an early days meetup. Oh yeah, that was before anything. That might even been before there was a thing called Random Golf Club. Or was for it, sure. Yeah, it was right before the genesis of that. That's Just before. Insane. Yeah. Except remember, we all played golf, yeah. right? Like, I don't even know how we legally got to do that. They're pretty cool at Roosevelt. I think as long as you go off in two groups off of one. I mean, I think I've played in a 15-some off the first tee at Roosevelt before. Right. They're cool. No worries. Yeah. Charles, the guy who's the one of the, the starters up there, he's he's pretty good. Yeah, Charles he's, is low-key. Yeah, he's a yeah, good guy. Yeah, Stratton was there. Yeah. Uh, Daniel was there. Yeah. Um, was Stuart there? I think maybe Stuart was there. Colt? Colt was probably there. I don't think I met... I didn't meet Stu until... we. Me and him played Chester. We played Chester, Washington. I've never played that course. It's okay. I mean, it's it has moments. It, it, it has moments. You can see it's, it from the plane on the way in. Yeah. It's like it's got some of the best history yeah. here in LA. Um, but it's okay. Yeah. I just remember that day I got up and down from everywhere that's the <laughs> main thing i remember about that day is like no matter where i was i was like yeah it's a par you uh you you had like a pre-existing relationship with roosevelt the, the the beautiful nine hole executive course in los angeles yeah i mean that is i would say that's probably where the golf bug bit me again it started at witset uh our little par three up in the valley it's weddington golf and tennis i don't know anyone that calls it that we we call it witset i call it witset yeah, yeah. Why, why is why is it called Witset and no one calls it Witset? Or it's not written anywhere. I mean, is it? Oh, it's on Witset. It's on Witset. The street. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just the easiest. Like, I don't know why. Like, when. So I found Witset through dance. Like, I'm a professional dancer and I would take class at Millennium. At the, the choreographer who I would take class from, him and all his buddies after class would be in the back parking lot. And they would be like, yo, you guys trying to hit Witset tomorrow? Anyone down for Witset this week? And I was like, what is Witset? What is like, Witset? Is it what like a it, juice bar? Yeah, is I was it? like, what is Witset? And they were like, oh, it's, and then someone told me, oh, it's this little nine hole par three course. I was like, wait, I was like, you guys play golf? Like, I grew up playing golf at par three courses back at home and with my dad. In North Carolina, like, right? Yeah, I grew up in Charlotte and and that was pretty much it. Like I didn't play a full 18 holes until I like moved here, yeah. but we got back into it at Witset. And so I just started going to Witset randomly getting a bucket of balls and like hoping that these guys would come through that I was trying to like get in with. Right. And sure enough, they saw me there and they were like, Oh, like we didn't know you played golf. They, they remembered me from class. And then it just started this whole group of like, golf sickos pretty much right and i'm the one who is just the most prominent golf now i'm the golf guy with all of my dance friends i am the hey we want to go play golf everyone looks at me to book a tea time i was like yeah i got, I got it. it and i just let everyone know what's going on where we're playing and then uh and then from there from what's that we graduated to roosevelt and then 
that was nine holes. And then we were like, well, let's just go play again. And that was like probably my first 18 hole loop of real golf okay. was at Roosevelt. And so. Cause you get the, the, with the receipt, yeah. you can play an extra nine for $2 or something. Yeah, it's super cheap. And I had a friend um, who would show up and then uh, rifle through the trash Yep. and then present the receipt and say, I just want to play another nine, two bucks. <laughs> Done. Easy. Yeah. He, the best. he was a great guy. Yeah. So, 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 um, yeah. So, so when did you move to Los Angeles? I moved to LA September of 2009. Okay. So I graduated high school in 08, went to college for a year, dropped out, moved to LA right away. Great. Best decision of your life or just an, an, an inevitable decision to um, drop out. I went to college because it was not necessarily what my parents wanted me to do. It was just the safe route. It was the safe, like, let's go see what this is about. Like I grew up, I didn't start dancing until I was 13. So as an 18 year old, five years into something, trying to go and be like, well, this is what I want to do. Just was really tough for my parents, for my own dance teachers, for just for people to kind of understand. Right. Um, so I went to school. I just, I, did too much. I was in, I went to NC state for a year and just did all the prerequisite courses my freshman year. And then after freshman year taking my exams, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good here. And so, yeah, you, you, you came out to LA and the dream at that time was I wanted to dance for Justin Timberlake. That's it. Only and, thing I wanted to do was dance for Justin. And like, uh, how long did it take for that dream to materialize? I, I did the VMAs with him uh, in Brooklyn, when he did the Vanguard, like the super long, like 15 minute performance, I got to do that. And we had, there was like obviously different songs. So you couldn't be in, in every single song. So big group over here, his tour dancers over here. And then it came to rock your body. And they were like, we need two guys. So it was me and my buddy, Max, uh, Maxi Faisenmeyer. He, um, he lives in Germany now, but we got cast in that. That's a big deal. It was massive. I <laughs> I was going to shit my pants. Like it was the biggest thing that's ever happened. And I was freaking out just from that. Cool. We do that performance. Everything's all good. Um, one morning I am taking the girl I was dating at the time to get her oil changed in her car on the Toyota center or the Toyota dealership on Lancashire with all the weird mannequins outside. Yeah. And I get a phone call. The one that makes you always stop because you think someone's looking at you. A hundred percent. It's a really brilliant uh, It's play. genius. Yeah. You, it always looks like someone is there. It always yeah. looks like someone is trying to buy a Camry. Yeah. They're, um, really, they're really treating us like rats in that way, oh, like mice, you know? Yeah. That's, that screams North Hollywood. But, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so I went there and I got a phone call, answer the phone call, go in my car. Hey, we just, um, what are you doing for the rest of the year? I'm like, well, I have some. Oh, that's one of those calls that you never forget. I was like, did you what? pull over? Oh, that's what this whole tattoo is about. That's what oh, this whole thing right. is you about. You told me the story. That's the intersection. This is Vineland, Lancashire, Camarillo, because that's the intersection. That's kind I was of where sitting. Roger Dunn is. Also. Oh, yeah. Roger Dunn is up here. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, so what are you doing for the rest of the year? I'm like, well, I have some teaching stuff lined up. And they were like, well, the job is yours. You just have to say yes. And I was like. Yes. They're like, great. Your flight's booked tonight. Um, LA to London, go buy international cell phone. Here are some videos to study and go pack, go home. You literally have six hours. Oh yeah. Literally. This, I think it was 9am at that moment. And my flight was maybe 
10 hours later. I don't think I do have a passport and everything. I know. I know. That's one of those uh, stay ready so you don't have to get ready type of situations. Yeah. Um, so go. I watch footage on the plane. Um, get there. As soon as we land in London, we take a, a sprinter van to Sheffield. Is, Timby, is Timberlake on the plane? No. This They were already. Okay. So. They're mid-tour. Mid-tour. They had been on the road for about six months already, five, six months. Um, and they were starting a three-month European leg of the tour. Mm -hmm. And we go. One of the dancers decides that they just can't do it anymore. They have some stuff going on at home they really need to be there with. And they made the decision to kind of stay and be with their family. So they get off the plane in London and they're going through customs and like when you go when you travel like that everyone has to go through together just so they can check everyone off the list making sure they're there they get everyone through and they're like hey where's where's this guy and they were like he's he's not here they go and they check their email the manager checks the email has an email from the dancer saying hey i just can't do this anymore i i'm not going to make it for the rest of the tour whoa and so opportunity opportunity so i get the phone call what are you doing for the rest of the year i fly to london i take the however many hour and a half, maybe two hour drive to Sheffield, watching videos, trying to learn the choreography. The That day that I got there, I learned all of the routines. It was like 10, 11 routines. The second day I learned all of my staging where I went on stage. And then the third day was my first show. And yeah. And then you just danced for a year in different cities. Yeah, that was it. And the craziest part about the entire thing was I get there, I'm like, I probably, I didn't sleep for probably two days. I was just on a high of life. Yeah. Nothing mattered. And the very, very first thing that happened is I go, Justin pulls me aside. He's like, Hey man, he's like, really just like from the bottom of my heart, like, thank you so much for being here and doing this for me. I was like, what? But number one, you don't know me. Like I did one gig for you. And like, that's, I mean, I was just thankful for that. I would have been cool with that. But the very first kind of true conversation that we have is you thanking me. I'm like, you just made my childhood dreams come true. Now you're thanking me for you giving, like you're allowing me to achieve my ultimate dream. And the first thing you do is thank me. Like I didn't even get to thank him <laughs> for being a part of it. Like, yeah. thank you for believing in me. Thank you for choosing me to do this. Like, nope. He, First thing, thank you so much for doing this for me. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Yeah. I was like, that was, and that like, when people talk about meeting your heroes and all this stuff, it's like one of the main number one times I've met my idol, my hero, and I was not disappointed sure. in, in any way. Yeah. He, the way that him and Jimmy Fallon are when they're like joking around and all this stuff, that's how he is yeah. in real life. Absolutely. And one day I was on the road walking around backstage, just kind of missing home. You know, I had never really done something that long before. And he sees my head's kind of hanging down and he's like, man, he's like, what's going on? Are you good? And I'm like, yeah, it's just one of those days. And he's like, come here, let's go into his dressing room. He pours me a drink and he's like, just kind of chats with me about how he feels like, oh, sometimes I miss, you know, I miss the family. Sometimes I miss being back home. It's like, he's like, but he's like, it's just one of those days. And as long as we just keep showing people that this is what this is a part of the dream you know it's like it kind of does make everything better when you can work through it and yeah. understand that when we get on stage and you perform it's it's for them it's not really for us yes it's very stimulating he's like but we we have to we have to perform for these people we want to give everyone the best show as if it's their last one 
Yeah, I mean, you really need to bring it because like it, they there's a lot of, you know, expectation. Yeah. And on some level, like if you go to enough shows, you do realize like, oh, yeah, they are by and large very similar night after night. Oh, yeah. But for that person, they're going to they're going to go to one show and they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. Right. Remember that one time we went to the show? I remember doing that when I was a kid, like going to whatever show. I still remember vividly getting in the car, parking, walking, all like I remember yeah. every every kind of aspect of those moments. Yeah. And kind of getting like, yes, this is a job now, but kind of switching that role of like, okay, well, what if I'm a guest yeah. here and allowing myself to kind of switch my mindset as to, oh, I'm having a bad day. It's like, it's okay. It's yeah. okay that I'm having a bad day. It's like, but we like, there are bigger things that are at play as opposed to me being in not the best mood. So what, what was the energy like on stage, right? Cause you're not singing. No, you're not standing around watching. You're involved physically yeah. in, you know, you know, like uh, um, translating the music into yeah. your body. Like, what is that like? I always say that as a dancer, we are physical producers of music. Obviously, there are people behind the scenes that make the beats and all this stuff. I feel like it's our job to do that exact same thing with our bodies. Yeah. And we have to show that, like when I teach kids, I'm like, speak clearly with your body because I... As an audience member, I don't want to have to relay on some of the things that have happened in my life to be like, oh, this one time in seventh grade, that one girl that broke up with me in the cafeteria, I know how that feels. I want the person on stage to be like, oh, I know what they're going through because I can tell so clearly right. by the movement. So it's like we get up on stage and we go up on one of the little toasters um, and I'm riding up on the toaster with my my older brother, Ivan, I used to sleep on his couch, but I didn't have any money when I first moved out here. Like my LA life would be nothing without Ivan. So it's like being able to put on my tuxedo and start the show standing next to my big brother, basically. It, it's why people take drugs. It's literally why people try to like stimulate themselves because that's exactly how it felt being on stage. It was just pure pure magic in like the greatest sense and getting to have those moments like we understand no one's really there to watch us you know um but when you connect with an audience member and you can just give them like a little point and you kind of break that wall and allow them to feel like they are a part of the show as well is is really really is really really cool because yeah. it makes the it makes that experience different every night because yes we are doing the same songs yes we're doing the same dance steps uh we had ways that we could change the music that we listened to in our ears so that made it um so we had in-ears in and we have a dance track and if you get in good with the audio engineers you can be like hey tonight i want to listen to more of the bass and the drums Oh. So they would kind of turn down some of the guitars and some of the other percussion stuff, or you could turn down the background vocalist, or you could turn down, Hey, I want the horns to be louder. So then each night you get to dance to the same song, but it sounds different in your head. So you get to make different choices while you're dancing. And that's, that was one of the like cheat codes. I was like, Oh, I didn't know that this was even possible, but it made every show feel brand new because I had a choice in how it sounded. Uh, did you get to play any golf on tour? We did. Um, this was before I had a handicap, like anything like that. So over in the UK, we couldn't get on anywhere because we didn't have like a registered handicap. We were in Scotland, couldn't go. We didn't, we played a bunch of golf when we were in Australia. Yeah. Um, we were in Australia for six weeks and we wow. did eight shows. So we were 
chilling. Yeah. Whoa. So played New South Wales um, and just like find who the GM is. Be like, hey, we have some tickets to the show. We just want to play some golf. And they're like, oh, my, my daughter would love to go. Boom. Tea time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that, yeah, that was good. We played, we played a fair amount of golf. And then obviously when we came back to the States, it was pretty much just wherever we, not really wherever we wanted to, but me and Ivan just made a point to have our clubs on the bus. Yeah. Um, when there were flights involved, it was kind of, we didn't really bring the clubs. It's hard to be like. You got the big tour suitcase. You got a regular carry-on. You got your book bag. Um, so then bringing a third bag on top of that, it wasn't that it wasn't possible. It was just like. It's kind of a bad look amongst a large group moving. You're yeah. they're like, oh, Maddie brings what a fucking body bag. Yeah. 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 Oh, why does this person <clears throat> have four bags? I'm like, I'm I'm okay. I'm just and I was new too, you know. So like I'm the young one just coming in. So I'm like, I'm not trying to like ruffle any feather. I'm just trying to like blend in, be a part of it, be in like enjoy the experience. So I wasn't trying to do too much. But we definitely got to play some golf, absolutely. So you you got the 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 love of dance and choreography and teaching you've got yeah. the love of golf and at some point you got really into photography and i know like yeah you, um like i remember when when we were like i feel like you would bring a camera around yeah. at least to the golf course when we would see each other of course um i did photography in high school so my grandpa was a photographer had a dark room in their house growing up my dad my dad took photos, but when I started dancing, I feel like there was like a disconnect because he probably didn't understand what I was doing or why I loved it so much because it wasn't very traditional. My dad's a lawyer and is very by the book. Right. Um, so for me to do something that was like a hard, hard left away from that kind of structure, um, I feel like it was kind of hard for him to understand like he knew I loved it. And so he would, he was all for me doing it. I didn't, he, I feel like he had a hard time getting involved with it. So what he would do is we would do competitions growing up. He would come and bring his old film camera and take photos, get the photos developed and then make like burn the images onto CDs and give them out to other parents. Because like you obviously can pay for the photos that they take there at the event, but it's, a lot of money sure so he kind of was like oh yeah i just brought my camera i burnt this cd oh here I, I took photos of this dance for your daughter or for your son and um i feel like that was his way of getting involved in something that he maybe didn't totally understand so photography has always kind of been like a connector somehow like whether i was like cognizant that it was around it was something that was being done around me i took photography in high school as an elective and that was fun. We had like old film cameras and it was all film, no digital. And then a couple of years back, probably right after I had met you, I just started taking photos on my phone. Like I went on a trip to New York City for a job and I had a bunch of free time. And so I would just walk around. It's like one of the best places in the world for street photography. And so I was like, well, I only shot black and white when I was doing it in high school. So I'm just going to use the Tokyo filter on my phone and just do everything in black and white. And then that turned into taking a bunch of photos. The company that I teach for, they hired a new photographer. I started hanging out with him. His name is Dizzy. He, I would just be like, where do you disappear to? Like we land at the airport and then we go to the hotel and then he would just vanish. I'm like, where are you going all the time? He's like, oh, I'm just walking around to take photos. And I was like, oh, well, 
can I come with you? So I went and did that for a little bit, would take his camera from him and just kind of mess around. And he would be like, you seem like you're a Fuji guy. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means, <laughs> but sure. And he was like, for your birthday, he was like, he's like, let's go buy you a camera. And so on my birthday, we went and I got myself the, this was the Fuji X100F. Okay. So I got that and it's kind of like, it's like a great, like everyday carry. It's got an ND filter. It's got a built-in flash. Um, it allows you to do a lot of different things as a beginner and even like, you know, a super, like a professional, like you can do, you can do amazing stuff with just that camera. And that was, that took it into overdrive. Yeah, cause then you, you, I mean, I've, I'm mostly familiar with like the golf course and golf photography that yeah. you've been involved with more recently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whether it's like, I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely a movement and this is something interesting we could talk about too, is like how golf has changed. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, you know, the, that hoodie, like that company didn't exist, Yeah, you know, like a minute ago and yeah. like, there's all these cool brands in golf, but as well, there's like. There's like an interest in like um, sharing the golf experience through your lens, right? Yeah. Whatever that, whether it's photography or yeah. art or clothing or whatever, um, you've been involved in that. Yeah, I feel like there are so many <clears throat> barriers of entry to get into the game. And I feel like whether it's social media or just people bringing cameras out with them on the golf course, I feel like it is allowing more people to see the true types of people yeah. that love to play golf. Yeah. When you see other people that are just like, oh, like you, you play golf. Like my moment when I was in the parking lot of the dance studio, hearing all that, all of these guys that I wanted to dance with and wanted to be a part of that team that they all loved golf. I was like, wait, I can do other things that I also love besides just focusing on this one thing, Yeah. you know? And um, I think just being able to, tell stories and like i did a i used to do a series on my page called paired up and someone else does that now i probably should have been more diligent in that and that's it's a good life lesson but would just go and play as a single i would go and play as a single i'd bring my camera and i'd take a portrait of the person i was playing with and then obviously course beauty and stuff like that um but I would do it because you play with these random strangers and you're there with four or five hours. What, what are you learning about yourself or what are you learning about this other person? Or like, what are they going to teach you yeah. in that time frame? And allowing myself to be open to meeting random strangers and talking with someone for four hours and like genuinely wanting to get to know something about them or like, this is how they play golf. You're like, I would never play that shot or do that pre-shot routine but like seeing that so many different things work for different people it was like oh this is like you can kind of do this however you want to yeah. do this and that's the best part about it there's no really right or wrong yeah. i mean there are some wrongs but um <laughs> but it also depends on who you ask you yeah. know like and i i am very thankful that i have found something else that I love as much as how much I love dance. And right. that's like playing as a kid. I loved it. And, but it was fun. It was like, I, but when dance, when I started to dance, it just stopped, you know, it's like dance was my main focus and that's the only thing I cared about. So falling in love with something all over again, and then adding a hobby with photography and then getting to be creative in another sense. Cause I, I mean, I'm, I'm a dancer. I, my life is very creative. I do things. I listen to a bunch of music and I do all of this really interesting stuff, 
but getting to do it from as a dancer, ooh, I want to be seen. Look at me. I want to get this job. Put me here. Oh, I don't want I don't like this spot. Can I get moved up front? I got to get the angle. Talk to the camera guy. Hey, you got a shot for me? Cool. Like trying to play that game to then going behind the camera. I was like, "Oh, this this is nice because it's the complete opposite of yeah. dance. Dance is very quick twitch, very short lifespan. And if you you can either be a choreographer or go down like the other routes. And as I did dance jobs, I was like, I don't really want to do that. You know, that's not something that I want. I just want to dance. Like, tell me what to do and I'll, I'll do the best I possibly can at it. So the overcorrection, like you hit a slice, that next shot's going to be a waffle house, like left going left hook. Yeah. Um, my overcorrection for choosing a career that has a short lifespan and is like, oh, you can only do this for a certain amount of time was to fall in love with something, photography and golf that are literally things that you can do forever. Yeah. And I think that's that's my life overcorrection is getting into golf and photography, growing up wanting to be a dancer and then having a very great life with that is, okay, cool. I can't do this forever let me find something I can do forever and be happy. And yeah. I feel like I am very fortunate to have found two things where I can do that. I wanna ask you a question about like how golf and dance are connected, but I think first we're gonna to go to a quick break. So. Yeah. All right, folks, hello, hello. Hello, hello, welcome to the idea of me. <laughs> hello, fresh. You already know what it is. You listen to the program. We love I wanna, it. I want to talk to you about concepts, folks. And the concept at large here is summertime, peak time for produce. And there is a solution I have to make all of your choices and best picks this season uh, to have ingredients. <laughs> I, was just think, I was just thinking about the word concept. I saw this on the internet the other day. When it comes to deodorant, how come that woman get deodorant that smells like peach blossom or orange and yeah. men can only smell like concepts? Like cool <laughs> sport rush. Yeah. Yeah. We smell like um we smell like goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Winning. Yeah, I wear um what's the deodorant I wear? It's like uh old body. spice. Oh, okay. I wear pure sport. Pure sport. That's yeah. not a smell. That's yeah. a concept. Yeah, and actually I'm probably not pure sport. Maybe I'm like more like pure leisure. Ooh. I'm like I'm like sport. Yeah, like smell like mahogany and um yeah. and uh, pencil shavings. I'm like casual sport. Yeah, I'm I'm using the something I got in the Swedish uh, supermarket, and it has it's the kind with a little ball on top. Oh yeah, I don't like those. I'm kind of into it right now. It's like a circle. Yeah, it's like a circle with a little, little ball on top. My dad had those. <laughs> I didn't like those. <laughs> okay. I like. So is it deodorant or antiperspirant? It's, it's what? The, okay, what's the difference? You don't know the difference? What's in? I mean, one stops you from sweating, I suppose. Right, those of you that are listening, bow your heads. JoJo. Antiperspirant <laughs> kills you. Okay. Because it has aluminum in it. Okay. Deodorant is just a dope smell for your stash, for your for your arm stash. Potpourri for, for what's uh, in the crevice? Yeah. Yeah. It's basically like, um, you know, yeah, antiperspirant's terrible. Okay. So I guess I'll go home and look that up. I'm sure it's deodorant. I thought antiperspirant is just not sweating, which, by the way, you came over to Lindsay's house the other day, and you know, I'd never know that she has anti-sweating pills. Yeah. I want to get some of those. I mean, they're sitting on the counter. <laughs> you can take them. <laughs> I might. Yeah. But you're not going to sweat with HelloFresh. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get 50% off plus free shipping if you listen to this ad. Mm -hmm. It's very easy. Ready? Just keep doing what you're doing. 
Take a bite out of summer with HelloFresh from chef-crafted seasonal recipes to their new fresh and fit summer menu. Fit Lord, actually, it says summer menu. HelloFresh brings flavor right to your crevice. It actually says door, but I thought crevice would be kind of more like wild. Like, mm-hmm. like imagine what's the most remote HelloFresh delivery they've ever done. Oh, great question. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking it's mid-desert. I'd love to see that. You're like... <laughs> <laughs> You think they've ever delivered to like a remote island? <laughs> They're like, it's as fresh as it can be, pal. <laughs> Pre-portioned ingredients help cut down on food waste while step-by-step instructions make cooking a breeze, not a chore. Make your home the hangout, make your home the hangout place. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> this summer with crowd-pleasing eats. Gotta love crowd-pleasing eats from a backyard bratwurst bar to tangy key lime pie. Mm. Mm. Key lime pie could be my favorite dessert. What's up? What else is up there? And the Hello Fresh key lime pie is delicious, and it's also fifty percent off plus free shipping. And you're going to get Hello Fresh Market, which makes summer entertaining a cinch. Hey, did you know cinch is spelled C I N C H? I did know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I feel like there should be a Y in there, but that's just. I was, me. I was looking for a silent P. Ooh, cinch, cinch, cinch. Yeah. So uh, anyway, HelloFresh offers more than just delicious dinners. And uh, you can skip the extra grocery run by adding snacks, sides, and more to your weekly order. So head over to HelloFresh.com slash EALSHOW50. And that's going to get you 50% off if you use the code EALSHOW50. And I also mentioned it's going to give you free shipping. So HelloFresh.com slash EALSHOW50. That's going to give you the 50% off plus the free shipping. You're going to get America's number one meal kit delivered straight to your door. Yeah. And by the way, we, we talked about this last week. Uh, the code works for us. So I'm going to go home and use it. The code works within, he just said. It's an internal code. Dude. We Pirates all, code. Look, guys, support the fucking podcast. It's free for you. Yeah. Just go to HelloFresh.com slash show 50 and support your boys here in the room. The boys you know? need you. We're sitting here in a room. We're we got, hungry. We got to, I'm actually am hungry. What kind of Hello Fresh we got in the fridge? Uh, Bravo's Bar, which we'll go do. All right. Thanks, Eric. Back to Brot the show. Bratwurst Backyard Bratwurst Bar. So, you know, there's like uh, an element of golf that is obviously like controlling your body, right? Yeah. And like, and like, there's this whole like swing tip, like look at your swing on video. Oh, that's what I'm doing. Right. And I'm curious to know like body awareness, dance, body control the ability to extrapolate yeah the image of a golf swing the efficiency of speed right um for a dancer how has that like journey been for you like it was golf surprisingly hard as a dancer or was it like actually much easier um it has its pros and cons so the con really is being too flexible um over rotating doing so much because it's just easy for me to get back there it's easy for me and then i get too far back and then i get stuck um i believe it's called proprioception when you feel like you're doing something but actually you are in a different place like physically you're like oh i feel like i'm really setting my hinge here and then you watch it on video and you're like you didn't set your hinge until you were coming down on the swing like um so that that thought of oh this feels good or oh i'm getting to this shape or i'm making this angle um i feel like i can do that fairly well like oh i feel like i'm not doing this and then i look i'm like oh that's right because i i wasn't doing that so i have um fairly good control of my body um but it is funny that 
being on tour. You do the same thing over and over and over again. You don't have to think about it. Made thousands and thousands of golf swings in my life and still those thoughts kind of creep in. I'm still, I'm, I'm sure everyone is still trying to find that spot where they just kind of like let it go and like, don't really think you might have a thought. Like when I was performing, you're just thinking of, Ooh, like I'm thinking of like textural dynamics of how, how am I going to resist this? So it sounds like a hi-hat. How am I going to hit this? So it feels like a rim shot of a snare. Like, how am I going to like physically produce those sounds with my body? Um, and then with golf, I, I, it's like, I'm just a basket case. Um, I, I have, I, I, I will say a lot of people love yoga and I, I do enjoy yoga. The best golf workout is Pilates. It's not even close. Really? It's Pilates. Just working it's, on the core. It's all core strength. Yeah. It's all core strength because I'll go and I'll play. And if I get a hold of a drive, there's always a random person like, how do you hit it that far? Like, I'm not that big. Like I'm average six feet tall, like 175 pounds. Like I'm not big. I'm average. But if I get a hold of one, everyone's always like amazed that I can hit a golf ball far. But I'm like, I just... I take Pilates. Like right. that's it. I take, I've I take, never tried Pilates. Do Pilates. It'll wreck you. Really? It will wreck you. I you'll, you'll be like, Oh, it's not even that bad. And then all of a sudden 10 minutes in, you're like, I'm, I'm going to die. Should we like, do it tonight? Ooh. Where's the good Pilates place in LA? I go to, ooh, I mean, there's probably, there's a lot of like there's club, like 10, you know, 000. there's, there's so many. I, the spot that I go to is right down the street from our apartment. Um, the lady is a Tchaikovsky trained ballet, former ballet dancer. Whoa. So it's like, she tells me to do something in dance terms. She's like, can you, she's like, can you externally rotate in your hip a little more? I'm like, yes, got it. Yes, I can. Um, so me and her like kind of like geek out just, um, cause we just talk in dance terminology. Right. Um, and so I get really lucky that I, that I found her shout out to Janice. What's up Janice? What's up Janice? Um, so, so we, uh, so we caught up, we hadn't seen each other yeah. in God knows how long. I think we were trying to figure out when it was, it's, it had to have been, three three years at least yeah before covid like yeah so that's three years now so it's yeah i mean did you come you came to the penmar meetup no 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 yeah because it's been a right minute before covid yeah. yeah anyway we we caught up with each other at the masters yeah. and um it was cool to like it, i mean it, it, the masters is such a great thing how many other people did you run into that you hadn't seen or that that, or that maybe knew who you were that, that you day met? alone i was like is this a high school reunion of, for <laughs> golf Instagram? Um, yeah. Which was which was really cool because you chat with people so often in like in your messages or whatever it is, and you're like, oh, this is my friend. Like these yeah. are my friends, and then you meet them, and you're like, we're friends. We've never met. We've never met, but like, but I like you. Yeah. But are we? We're, we're, we're friends in real life now. Yeah. Like this is a real thing. And then finally getting like it's like those first awkward. It's like maybe you get the awkward golf handshake when you first meet someone, and after that you're like, all right, cool. Now we we've kind of like expedited this like friendship process. Yeah. So it's like it, it it's an amazing week. I I mean I know everyone talks about the no phones and everything, but just walking around for days on end and just like chatting with people that you run into or like chatting with strangers, even like. I would always love to walk around and see all the people with like the absurd amount of pins right. on their hats. I talked to this one old, older gentleman. Um, his name was Charles. He was at his 29th masters. Wow. He has four kids, 12 grandkids, 
three great grandkids. And he's like, yeah, he's like, today's my day to come here and just enjoy it, enjoy it on my own. He's like, my family will get to come tomorrow. He's like, but today's just, just for me. I was like, how old are you? He's like, I'm 82. I'm like, he's just walking, yeah, walking around and just, just so happy just to be there. Yeah. And this, le- like the, he's like, well, back in, you know, back in 81, like, and all these crazy, crazy stories. And I think the grounds, the course itself, and just the whole essence of what the tournament is about um, makes that like a reality. You want to talk to strangers. You, it, it's just a part of it. It really, it feels very communal in a sense. Obviously, everyone's there because they love golf, um, and it doesn't feel like anyone's there for extra reasons. Yeah. It feels like everyone is there for the tournament, for like to enjoy as a patron, to to just to be like yeah. just the essence of like being there is what everything is about. Like time stands still and then you go out of the gates and you're like, oh wait, like I'm a real person again. Like you yeah. feel like it's it's really is, it's Disneyland for for adults. Yeah, the idea of time standing still, I would say is like totally accurate, right? Yeah. You're just, you're just like, you're putting time on hold yeah. to go experience something. And and the, and the, the idea that you don't have a phone really, makes that more possible yeah you know yeah it's so strange someone i don't know maybe maybe this was on one of your like early early pods that we shouldn't be called um human beings anymore that we should be called human doings because we're so focused on doing something and i feel like augusta allows you to be yeah it allows you to exist where you are in that moment for the entire day for however long that you're out there. Yeah. And I, I love, I love that feeling. I yeah. love that, that reminder of like, be where your feet are. I love, I love like getting those reminders. Have you found that as your, you know, life has changed, maybe gotten busier, yeah. more opportunities arrive that, um, sometimes you have to be more cautious with your own personal playing of golf to make sure that it remains a being experience yeah most of the time when i go and play i will usually bring my camera like i went and i played rustic last week and i got up super early 6 50 a.m tea time so i was so excited to get there grab my camera i got the big one out i was so excited and i was just walking around and i had my camera in my hand i just didn't take a single picture <laughs> and it's not because i was playing bad or playing good i was just like I just want to play golf. Yeah. I just want to play golf today. And it's like, I think for people who are creative and obviously are in the golf world for work, giving yourselves those little moments of just allowing yourself to play golf without any expectation of, Oh, this is going to, Oh, I'm going to make this into a reel or I'm yeah. going to do this is like, it may, it's not that it makes it less fun because golf is still, it, it's still inherently fun regardless. But, um, it's just like it's like it's almost like a gift yeah. to yourself. You're like, hey, you know what? Just just enjoy this. Yeah. You know, just enjoy, just enjoy rustic. They don't punch until the end of May. So like everywhere else is punched right now. So I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is this is just for me to enjoy. It's funny, you know, because I've seen it go both ways. Cause like I've I've loved cameras for as long as I've been like uh, you know, a a a a person who's able to make their own decisions kind of thing. Sure. And I've loved golf for not as long, but, but definitely in a more deep way, I've loved golf. Um, and so for me in the beginning, it was very much like bringing a camera to the golf course just made the golf better. Yeah. But then over time it sort of started to like wear itself out to some extent where then it was like, okay, well I have to bring my camera. 
And then it was like, that's the worst to me is that I yeah. have to. Yeah. That's hard. Cause it's not just around like, cause sometimes you're just going to play yeah. with, with your buddies and everything. And you're not going for any purpose. Like, Oh, I have to get this. But then when you bring the camera, sometimes it feels like, Oh, well I have to make this into a thing. And it's yeah. like, if everything's important, then nothing is important. Yeah. You know? So just allowing, uh, I know they have like the brain tricks. Like you don't, don't say I have, you say I get to, and yeah. it's like, I do get to play golf and bring my camera and like tell some stories and showcase my friends and how everyone loves to play golf differently. And, and I enjoy that. And so there are moments where I have to flip that brain trick yeah. in my head. I played last Friday um, and had like one of the, my f most favorite rounds of the last several years. Yeah. And it was just kind of a, you know, Nothing happened. Right. You know, just, it was truly the game that I, that I got like introduced to when I fell in love with it, where right. it was just like truly like, you know, I, I, it was a Friday afternoon, so I wasn't feeling like there were things happening that I needed mm -hmm. to pay attention to. Uh, there was no need to create anything other than like the, the foot, the walking and the hitting of the ball. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just, it was like refreshingly simple. Yeah. I mean, walking rustic the other day, even though I didn't take any photos, I was like, oh, this, this was more therapeutic than, yeah. than anything really. Um, I had, I've been playing, I mean, when I can get out, I lately, I've kind of steered away from walking for some reason. And the last two times that I've played, I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm going to walk. Like, yeah. not that I'm using it as exercise. I'm like, no, I'm just going to walk. Even if the other three guys that I'm playing with, they're like, we're going to take a cart. I'm like, that's cool. Like yeah. I'm going to walk on like, back yeah, between for nine sure. and 10. Yeah. And, um, I was like, this is so much better. Yeah. It's so much better. I just felt so good. I didn't play great, but I felt so good. Like when I call my wife afterwards, she's like, how'd it go? And I was like, it was awesome. Yeah. I was like, it was so, it was so nice. What shoes are you wearing when you play golf these days? Um, I, you, you got style. So I'm curious to know. Cause cause also when you're walking, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta wear a comfortable shoe. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Or it's going to hurt at the end. I, um, I have the, the Adidas Sambas I enjoy right now. Yeah. Those are cool. The foot joy premiere is, it's just, it's a staple yeah. item. You look at it and you're like, oh, it's, it's good. It, you see it and it just looks stiff. And then once you break it in, you're like, I don't know if I can wear anything else. Yeah. What's funny is like, I have the Buscemi version. Of course. And, um, you know, like, I don't know what it is, but like the first one I had was like very, very comfortable. And then I guess I didn't break the second one in, but my feet hurt. Yeah. After my first round with those. So I'm just kind of curious to know, like, where's the like because yeah, i love hocus yep you know I, I, love, oh, I, I thought i had them on today i have <laughs> i have um i don't know which pair i just got i got the clifton something uh they got the zipper in yeah. the front you had those at augusta i remember dude unbelievable they're too comfortable they need spikes yeah. they honestly they have like they have like ridges on the bottom i'm like debating yeah they're not extremely waterproof but on like a. Well, you like, think you might put spikes in whoa dude dude that would go viral i mean they're they're so comfortable. They're, so com They're like clouds. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I also uh, the the Addy Retro Cross, like the the clean, like no logo or anything, is is up there. Is that my, a golf shoe? Yeah. Okay. It's got yeah, the soft spike on the bottom. Okay. Um, yeah, those are. Yeah, I like Adidas. I have like a wider foot, so I kind of like those. Right. But yeah, Nikes haven't ever really fit me. Yeah. Which is like crazy if you think yeah. about it. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, I share a birthday with Phil Knight, so I was always. <laughs> 
Yeah, me, Phil Knight, and Steve Jobs. So I feel a Ooh. lot of pressure in my existence to do yeah, something. You need to create an empire, dude. Yeah, I feel like I have to at yeah. this point. Um, but so I've always been a huge Nike stan. Huge, huge. Like loved Chapel Hill growing up because it's like it's right, it's not that far away. My sister went to Carolina, so you love Nike, you love Jordan. And then I went to NC State. NC State is sponsored by Adidas. And I was like, Ooh, oh no. Man, and I was so, so just like stuck in the well, I like this one brand and that's the only brand for me. Yeah. And now as I'm getting older, I'm like, we, when we were on tour, um, when we switched to our summer wardrobe, um, we, we rocked Stan Smith's. Right. And I was like, is, is this my favorite shoe? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to write it down so no one can hear me. But I was like, I think I like Adidas. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, that's just one. I think you, when you grow up and you're just like, well, this is the way I think. And when you allow yourself to change your own mind, you're like, that, that feels nice. Like yeah. I, I, not that I was wrong, but I just didn't, I just chose to not know. And I think a lot of people choose to not know because they just love something so much that they're like, well, that's, that's just not for me. I'm like, it might be, but it's like my rule with food is I'll try anything twice. Okay. Everyone's like, oh, I only try it once. I'm like, I'm gonna go twice. Yeah. Try it twice. Cause you never know. I have a similar, I have the same rule actually. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you just, the first time it's like, maybe, maybe I was wrong. Right. Maybe I was off. Yeah. You know? So, um, what's like, what do you, what's like, what do you like, what's, what kind of golf experience are you looking for? Like, what are you, what are you looking forward to? Like, like bucket list days, whatever. I don't know. Like what, what is it that you really want to do? Um, I would love to transition fully into golf work. Like I would love to step away from dance hopefully really? soon. Yeah. It's like, it's got a shelf life, you know? Um, you mean your body physically? Yeah. I, I mean, I love dance. I'm still going to dance. Like my, my favorite moments of dancing are when I'm making dinner and we'll put on music in the house and I'll just dance with my wife. And you probably fucking thrash dude. I mean, she's a dancer too. So it's like, it's like a life. I would love to, it reminds me of that Bieber video. Which one? Um, uh what's the name of the song love yourself, love yourself. did you okay. see that video no oh dude he i'm like... i'm i'm anti justin bieber wait really why no no, no. He's, he's just an asshole i don't i never had any personal experiences with him um but Isn't a lot like of a friends really say what he's like a really good singer oh yeah for sure yeah. He, he's okay. talented i'm not i'm he's just not for me oh just, I, I, I did want to say, I do have a Justin Timberlake story where he, I was, I was hitting balls at Lakeside getting yeah. ready to play. Yeah. And I think I've told you this already, but he came up to me and was like, Hey, Justin, nice to meet you. Yeah. And then he like walked on yep. and I was like, yeah, I mean, hi. Yeah. Like, but it's like, he does like, he didn't, there's no need like everyone knows who he is, but he's just, he's just a good dude. But it was like a human to human interaction. Yeah. Not a, not a legend to, For a, sure. to a normal. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I remember, I remember like really. He does that maybe better than anyone. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. He's that high school quarterback who's dating the head cheerleader and you're like, I can't stand this guy. And then you talk to him, you're like, oh no. We're I, best I, friends. I like you. Yeah, like you're a good person. Yeah. Like, and that's to me the first, like he is number one. He is a good person. Yeah. He's a good human being. Yeah. And then he's talented. Yeah. On top of like that. Like one time when we, we had a show in Abu Dhabi. So different like different setup different stage and everything um he went out in the house to watch the video screens and you can hear him on the god mic being like wait is that what it looks like he's like it's off a little bit he's like everyone just take a break real quick he literally stood there with the video designer and helped fix it 20 30 minutes later all right everyone come back and then we just went and did our tech but it's like he 
he cares. Like he cares about every aspect, whether it's how things are being shown, how people feel about it, how, how everyone's doing. Like on every section of the tour, he will do a loadout. So he will go and perform for two and a half hours straight and only leaving the show at intermission in between or only leaving the stage at intermission. He's the first one on, he's the last one off. And then he will go and change, put sweats on in a t-shirt and help tear down the stage, load it into the truck and then go to the next city. He'll do it once for like every like section of the tour. Whoa. Yeah. Just for yeah. no, for no reason Doesn't at all, have to do it. but he just, he appreciates everyone that makes his job as easy as it is. He appreciates yeah. that. He knows that the job is gonna get done, but he wants to know what it's like to do every aspect of that job. So he understands what it takes to create everything. Whoa. Which is wild. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. very cool. We, 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 all the dancers, we were like, we're gonna do it now. Like we're gonna help do with loadout. Yeah. Yeah, I still have the t-shirt. I don't have anything else from tour. I have my badge and I have my, cr my local crew t-shirt from when I did loadout. Yeah. That's it. Um, so wait, wait, tell me more about this, um, you know, like desire that you have to get more into, is, is it photography and golf or photography or, or I golf? think, I think if I say photography and golf, it, it kind of just puts like, like not necessarily horse with blinders, but it puts a stop. It's like, oh, I can only do this. Yeah. Um, cause Stu, I mean like Stuart takes like pictures for all sorts of things, like right. football, rugby, yeah. golf. Yeah, I think for me, like um, photography, I think golf photography is like the genesis point. Right. Um, and that will hopefully allow me to transition into telling other stories or being involved with other kinds of work. Like um, what it's kind of crazy, like when, when I first started, it was all like course beauty, golf course architecture, like yeah. nerding out on stuff like that. And I don't really get any calls for any of those jobs. I'm not really upset about it. I would like to do, or maybe I wouldn't love to have that in my arsenal to know that I can provide these things if it's needed, but I get, I get hit up for golf fashion. That's, right. that's, Hey, can you, Hey, can you do this? We'll send you this. Hey, can you do this? And I'm like, sure. I'm like, I love clothes. You know, um, and I've always loved just like style on the golf course, whether it's like salutes to like old famous silhouettes or um, just like just thoughtfulness. Yeah. When someone cares about how they're presenting themselves, I always am like, okay, cool. Like I appreciate that. So um, I would love for that getting to do like the golf version of that. I would love for that to transition to maybe working with like creating an image for like a, a brand, like a, a true, like a fashion brand or um, not, I don't want to start my own brand. I don't want, I don't want, you can have that. That's for you. <laughs> you can have that. Um, I want to help. I want to help be a voice for, for something that I care about. Yeah. You know, whether it's a fabric or whether it's, Ooh, I love how this was made or I love why this was made. I want to help be able to tell stories like that. Like yeah. everyone, everyone is all, all hype on ALD. And I think it's just because the, the stuff that like the art that they put along with yeah. their clothes, like the whole New York collection, when they get all of these like famous New Yorkers and it's like a lot of the people I'll scroll through and I'll swipe through. I'm like, Oh, I don't know who that is. Google immediately. Story. It's a story. It's like it, it 
I'm involved. Yeah. Obviously the photos are fantastic and I love the aesthetic, but I'm now I'm like, well, now I want to learn what that person does. Yeah. And then I'm intrigued by like, Ooh, what, what kind of like, what do they do? What do they do? What do they do? And just seeing all the different things I mean, that give me a few ideas here. Man. Yeah. That are, this uh, is a, we should do this. Let's go. I'm available. This is a cool idea. Yeah. Cause like for me, yeah. Like I don't really follow ALD that much, but I do, I do really, uh, appreciate the ability to tell a story that like Ronnie and Kith have where it's yeah. like, that each time something comes out, it's kind of like a gift shop that has a museum that you 100%. exit through. 100%. It's really interesting. Yeah. I just love that. I think a lot of things that are sold to us, whether it's through Instagram ads or anything like that, are yeah, just on that like knee jerk, like they heard you talking about this. So they're going to pop up an ad. So you yeah. feel like in that moment, oh, I, I need, like, it's at the forefront of my mind because I'm being reminded of it. Let me just go ahead and snag this. That removes all sense of care. Yeah. You know, I, I love the thoughtful approach. I love how, which brand is it that, um, that shows the whole like textile process? Like, hey, we bought the original fabric for the, I think it's Noah. Oh, um, yeah. Noah does the, Hey, we bought this fabric from this place. This is how much the fabric costs. And then we send it to this place. And then for it to get manufactured, to be cut the way that we need, it costs this much. And then for it to be shipped from this place to this place, it costs this much. So that's why this piece costs this much because right. we're making this much. It, they literally just tell you we're making a hundred dollars off of this one coat that you're buying, but it cost us $65 to yeah. make that. Yeah. And I'm like that. That just makes me in like you, I think passion is uh, like one of the most slept on universal languages because if you care about something like literally like random golf club from the, from the genesis of it, from the, from day one, you care about this, yeah. your heart was in it and you were so committed to this and now it's turned into what it is. It literally started with you loving something. You were passionate about it and all of the other people that are on board with this now felt that from the beginning, whether they're brand new or they've been around since day one, that's what they hopped into. Yes, they love golf and they have a passion for golf, but it was your passion and the idea that allowed other people to grab onto something that yeah. made it, that made it tangible for them to be like, oh, he cares. It's okay for me to care as much. Yeah. So that's an interesting question. Like, how do you define passion? Ooh, mm, that's that's a great question. I mean, it's, it's to me, it's that like butterflies in your stomach or like I fully operate on like my whole life on like just that gut feeling like, yeah. Ooh, you walk into a room or you walk into a place and you're like, I don't know if this is where I'm supposed to be right now. I'm gonna leave. Like yeah. I'm gonna leave. It might, something might happen, but like, but when you get into those moments, like for me getting on the road, I didn't, I wasn't ready to do that. Like the whole, like when you're ready, you'll know, I think is the most, like it's the most bullshit in the entire world. It just allows people to be like, Oh, well, it, it, it's an immediate cop out. Right. You're not, you don't, you will not know that you were ready until you take the chance. Yeah. Yeah. I like, there's a the very common adage of fake it till you make it. Yeah. I hate that shit. I say strong and wrong. <laughs> so when I teach kids like, cause it's a big thing in the dance world, fake it till you make it. It's the big thing everywhere. Fake it till you make it. I say strong and wrong. And I like for strong and wrong to replace that because you have to care and you have to commit. And maybe that's what passion is caring and committing. Right. You know, and if you do those things, you 
will at some point fail and fail a little bit and fail a little bit here, but it's at least your understanding why you're failing because you're like, well, I gave this like the best thought that I could or, and it's okay if it didn't work out because then, you know, my idea was right, but the practice in that idea of moving it forward might not have been the right way. Your idea can still be the same and your passion can still be the same, but your approach is the thing that should be changing. Your right. love for something should be the driving force. So that caring and that commitment to making the, the inevitable mistake that you're going to make is what literally is like, what gets me out of bed every morning. Yeah. It's just that commitment to all right, cool. Like this is what's happening today. Or, Ooh, the light's really good over here. Boom. And then I'm like, you know, like a dog with a squirrel and I just will go to it. Right. You know? So I think that caring and commitment, that's like, it's just so, it feels so good to watch someone else care about something. It feels so good to physically care about something as well and to see how far because like i wanted to dance with justin timber like my own dance teachers told like not that they laughed in my face but they did the <laughs> you yeah. when i said i was moving to la i just loved it more than everyone else even yeah. like the, all the kids that i teach i'm like guys i'm definitely not the best at this i just fucking love it <laughs> and i've made it work you know it's not necessarily about being the best or being the number one or whatever it is it's just about caring and committing to what you love right. and allowing that to kind of be your driving force. And I've just been super fortunate that that's how my life has worked out. And I don't really know how to operate any other way. Right. Like you, like you, one of my favorite things that you have ever said is the entomology of the word perfect. Yeah. Doesn't mean without flaw just means that it's completed. Yeah. I, Ever since that day of hearing that, I, I think that plays in my head at least once or twice a day, especially when it comes to photos. I'm just like, oh, I don't I don't love this photo. Or I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm just gonna post it because I feel like I should post something. It's always the one that does well. Yeah. It's not, it's always it's never the ones that I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. I feel like this is some of my best. <laughs> never. Yeah. Um, it's always the one where you're just like, this might not be the best, but it's done. Yeah. But it's done. So here we go. This is just another part of the process of just getting it done. And I feel like that has allowed me to make my mistakes and to like just keep going because as long as it's completed, that's enough for me. Right. You know, and we can always edit later if 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 it's needed for something, but sometimes just getting it done is good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. That's still one of my all-time favorites. For for a creative person, it's like you uh you don't have to believe that yeah but uh it's easier yeah if you do if it, it, <laughs> it takes that, care. that load off yeah yeah we care so much about uh cooking it uh you know without flaw sure but uh because you know someone's gonna like someone's going to pick something apart yeah. regardless but even if it is perfect yeah in our eyes it's not going to be perfect for everyone no. and so it's like at the end of the day if it's easier to change the spectrum of perfection in your own mind than it is to just like, it's way easier to do that and then put something out, get feedback. And then even like how you feel about the process than to just not do anything at all. Right. Yeah. Well, dude, this has been super interesting, man. That's Thank been great, you. Dude. Yeah. It's been good to see you. I've like enjoyed this a lot, man. Yeah, and great. I think, uh, there's like, yeah, we, we can we can stop. Thank you everyone for listening. And uh, obviously go check out Maddie Word Up on Instagram and what else? 
MattyWordUp.com. Oh. MattyWordUp.com. I haven't seen this. This is all your, your photography work. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I want to look at it right now. Yeah, please. I'm look at it right now. MattyWordUp.com. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's fun. Websites. My buddy, my buddy JP, JP Burks helped me design the website. So it's just all of, uh, a lot of my photography stuff. I have prints for sale. Um, Dude, I love these. Uh, the negative. The negatives. Yeah. yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Gotta love Jason's clothes, man. They're so good. Oh, so good. Yeah. Dude, these are great. The animations are sick, dude. Oh, dude, that's JP. He's a killer. Tobacco Roads money. Oh, it's so good. Dude, you have to check out Maddie's site. Dude, this is, dude, this is great. It's fun. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very, very proud of it. I, I, I've transitioned my Instagram feed from being like, hey, I'm a backup dancer and I'm a dance teacher. And I'm like, well, I still do that, but I, I like to take photos. Dude, this so, stuff is really good, man. Thanks, man. This stuff is really good, man. I've been very, very lucky to find some good light. I mean, that fucking clock at Pinehurst is oh. like, I would buy that print, dude. So do you sell good. prints on here? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. everyone go get some fucking prints. I appreciate that. Um, thanks, man. Thanks, brother. It's good to see you. You too.